0: going to begin reading with around verse number 18 this evening. Amen. Hallelujah. Spirit of the Lord. Amen. Just keep entertaining that Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans 8, verse number 18. The Bible states these words. Y'all should be doing really good because we're at this junction in the road an hour earlier than what we would have been. Mm -hmm. Romans 8, 18, the Bible says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also which have the first fruits of the spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of our body. This evening, I'd like to take my title from verse number 23. and With the help of the Lord here this evening, minister this, not only they, not only, only they. The they that is being referred to there in Scripture was made mention in the first verses of 18 through 22. The they that was being made mention of was the rest of creation. So I want to talk to you tonight about not only they. Hallelujah. Father, I come to you this evening. Appreciate you, O oh Lord. God, we want to be mindful, Lord Jesus, of you, Father, in this place. God, bring every heart and every mind, Lord Jesus, together here tonight. God, that it would be stayed upon you and set upon you. Pray, oh God, we have heard, Lord, directly from you. And I pray, God, through another facet, I pray that we could hear directly from you through your word. I pray, O Lord, tonight, God, garner our minds. God, let's gird up our loins, Jesus, to be attentive to the word of the Lord. I pray, O Lord, tonight, God, that we would just go with the Spirit. God, that we feel in this place, Lord. That Lord, we can just, God, feel after you. If happily we might find you, for you are not far from each and every one of us. God, we take great consolation in that. In the lovely name of Jesus Christ that I pray and the church say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated tonight in the lovely name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only they. Not only they. The Apostle Paul, speaking to the church at Rome, has already entertained much of his speaking and conversation to them concerning the Spirit of the Lord. and How if a man was to have the spirit of Christ that he would be known by Christ recognized by Christ but if he had not the spirit of Christ then he was none of his he spoke to us how we were to be led by the focus for the apostle Paul right here the terms that the apostle was speaking of when it speaks about groaning and travail and suffering and pain along these lines he is writing to them and likening the experience that creation would experience of that being a woman that's with child a woman that has the endowment if you will of seed within her womb that day by day is growing uh, becoming larger with the promise if you will that's inside of her womb and as time would go on she would start to feel uh, the anguish the suffering, the pain if you will of a growing promise within the womb As it begins to run out of room or as it's on the the, the cusp of coming to fruition. And so with that being said, he speaks to them about the suffering of being endowed with promise. The suffering of one that is carrying a child inside of their womb that's not yet been brought to birth. And so when he's speaking to them, he's giving them great encouragement the church at Rome but also all creation that's experiencing this this pain and this travail and this uneasiness if you may say as it were for something that's still yet to take place something that is still yet to happen and he says for I reckon that the suffering The pain and the groaning and the travail, if you will, of this present time. It's not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed, he said, in us. He says, because we got something that is going to take place, church at Rome. In the near future, it's going to come to fruition. It's going to come to pass. And the suffering that you're having right now, the pain that you're having right now, uh, all the agony and the travail that you're experiencing right now is in direct proportion with the glory that's going to be a result of the pain. He says so what you're experiencing right now it's just going to pale in comparison someday whenever it comes about to what you went through at this particular moment in time. New Testament scripture bears it out to us again in the book of John it speaks to us about the pains and the travails and the sorrow of the earth, of creation even uh, if it may the Bible speaks to us of how it's likened to a woman that comes to the hour uh, of delivering a child but the moment that the child is delivered the moment that it takes place no matter the excruciating suffering, pain, groaning and travail up to that moment that she has went through, the moment that the child is born, there is joy there is laughter, there's smiles upon faces because now all of the pain had a purpose all of the prevail, all the groaning was not in vain, but it had a purpose. All of that sorrow was coming to a head of something that was going to be brought about. Can someone say amen? amen. And so he speaks to them about this time that they are in they're not at this point in time in the time of giving birth or that birth is taking place but there is that thing that is taking place of the growing if you will of the womb the growing of the promise there are things that, that indicate that it's approach is getting a little bit more near and he speaks to them concerning the creation he said this thing is happening to all of creation not just men not women not the saved and the lost but all of creation this is happening to the bible says. As there is a earnest expectation of the creature that is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. What Paul was speaking to them in Rome was this. He was speaking of something that's been on my mind this week since I had the obligation that I had this week. He was speaking to them of a day. And he was speaking to them of an hour. When this church that has lived through the fire and through the flood, that there will be a glass trump, the Bible says, that shall sound sound and the Lord shall meet us in the air and the heavens. He's saying there's going to come a day that the promise that has been spoken, the promise that has been said, the promise that has been proclaimed it's no longer just going to be a promise. It's going to be a product. There's going to be a rapture, he says, in the very near future. But right now, we're just in a stage of expectation and anticipation about what is yet to happen. He said, everybody say all creation. He said all creation is in this earnest expectation, if you will, this earnest expectation of the creature waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. You say, well, Brother McGee, John told us that he would give us power and we could receive that power, power to become the sons of God. I agree with you. I stand here today and I believe, amen, by the power of the Holy Ghost that's invested inside of me that I am a son of God. I believe I look out in this congregation tonight. There's several others that have had the like similar experience that I have had and you've been given power to become the son of God but all creation is looking for the manifestation of the sons of God and there's no greater manifestation about who are God's children than when he comes back and takes them out of this earth Said all creation, they're not just going off who says they are and what this one says or that one says, they're waiting for the endorsement of a rapture to give manifestation to who are the sons of God. (laughs) Someone say amen. Says all creation earnest expectation about what's going to take place, what's going to happen. The Bible, that word expectation there means that they are eagerly awaiting. Amen. It's used about seven different times, the word expectation in the New Testament scripture. And every time that it is used, it's used in conjunction with the return of Christ Jesus. With the return, if you will, of him to rapture his church. Amen. To give the manifestation of the sons of God. One translation of scripture tells it like this That while they are sitting there, all of creation are doing this. That creation is leaning forward and on their tiptoes, just expecting and anticipating about what's going to take place and what is going to happen. Everybody doing all right? Creation. Uh, (laughs) It says further, though, walk with me here, verse 20. For the creature. was made subject to vanity. Not willingly, but by reason of whom? Of him who subjected it, if you will, to the same in hope. When we go back to the book of beginnings and the book of Genesis, and we read the creative acts of God, the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, the beast of the field, Light and darkness, land appearing. Amen. Water's coming together to one place. The greater and the lesser light. The sun, the moon, the stars. Man, even himself being a created act, if you will, of God. We read of all these things in Genesis chapter number one. And after God had created these things. No, we always said that God said it was good. But it never says the Bible says that God saw that it was good. God saw that it was good. He didn't have to declare it good. He made it. He didn't have to do that. Amen. He just seen what he had done was just what he intended it's good and so the fish of the sea the fowl of the air amen man everything that he created he saw was good the Bible says but we read in scripture that whenever man was made man was given dominion over the fish of the sea dominion over the fowl of the air dominion over every creeping thing that creeped upon the earth man in his perfect form in his form that was without flaw in his form that was without if you will any transgression in his life was given dominion over these things that God had created God had placed them under the hand of man even so much so that the Bible says when he created them that he set them in a garden east of Eden, so that they would dress that garden so that they would keep that garden and all of this was to the responsibility of a flawless man but scripture tells us in genesis 3 that whenever the serpent came in and beguiled eat and she ate and gave to her husband and he ate but there came a curse the bible says upon the serpent Now there's something that I want you to notice in particular in the scripture and I might take a little while to get there tonight but I got an extra hour, that's the way I feel. Amen. In Genesis chapter number three and verse number 14 the Bible says and the Lord God said unto the serpent because thou hast done this thou art cursed above all cattle look at this thou art cursed above all cattle above every beast of the field upon thy belly shalt thou go thus shalt thou eat all thy days notice what the Bible says thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field and when I read that what I pull from the scripture here is this it's not that the cattle and every other beast went uncursed no. but just that the serpent was accursed above them yes, sir. Right. Uh-huh. Well, I know how we many times read that Well, the serpent was cursed and we don't think anything else had anything lain but evidently he said you're cursed above them yes, sir. All right. All right. That's good and so it's not just a serpent being cursed but creation yeah. through the fall had a curse on it. All of creation yeah. through the fall had a curse on it. Uh-huh. Even because of Adam and his deed, the Bible says because of this, Adam, he said, the ground, ground. Right. is going to be cursed. Right. Our, 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 our human bodies and even the earth, you can pick up just a pile of dirt and there are so many different elements off the periodic table that's just within that that lone pile of dirt that even whenever he said the ground, he that you were created from Adam, it's going to be cursed. There were elements that are part of that ground that became cursed. The very moment that God spoke those things, you read the creative book, the chapter number one, and you speak about different things that he had come from the earth. The beast came from the earth. This came from the earth that he spoke it from the earth. And so whenever God cursed the ground, there was a curse that came on creation. Someone say amen. And so when he cursed the ground, there's a curse that came upon creation. That's the reason the Bible says that the creature here is one that was subjected unto vanity but not willingly. In other words, they didn't do anything in the above themselves to bring that upon them. It was something that was placed upon them by the creator because of man. But the same God that put the curse upon them placed a hope inside them. And this waving, if you will, and this going back and forth of creation, and Acts chapter 8, even in Paul's day, the suffering, the travail, the groaning, is not because, amen, they're, they're dealing with their curse, but because they know of a yonder hope. Someone say amen. amen. That's good right there. I don't have a hanky anyway. Hallelujah. Give me something to walk on here a little later. I'll pick it up and wipe my face if I got to. Amen. And so here they are. They have not. They have been not subjected but to vanity. But the same one that subjected them to vanity has also given them hope. And so because of this, the Bible says because of the transgression and the fall of mankind, they've been subjected to bondage. They've been subjected to corruption. Amen. They have life cycles of being born and living and then dying through through. through a cycle just as man now has a cycle of being born and living and where he would have had everlasting life. Now because of sin he dies. Now everything in creation, the beast of the field, the fowl, the air, the fish, the flowers, the plants, the trees, the fruit trees, everything is coming to death because they're apart and put in bondage by the corruptible seed. And so creation is waiting On things to get back to like they were before the fall. They're waiting to no longer be under the bondage of corruption. And as a result, knowing that's a future hope, they're suffering. They're on their tiptoes in anticipation. For the day when it gets to like what it was. Someone say amen. They can't wait for the manifestation of the sons of God. They can't wait because not only do the sons of God get the glorious liberty, but they likewise will receive a liberty in their own regard. And so the Bible says with all of that, Paul he's speaking right in his hour. Someone hear me right now. Paul's speaking right in his hour. That the creation that he knew, that the rocks and the trees and the dirt and the beast and the tigers and the lions and the bears, oh my. Amen. And all these other things that were taking place. They were right now in that mode of suffering and groaning and travailing for a hope that was still yet to come. Someone say amen. amen. That was Paul's day. Reason with me. What about our day? Just in the past few months, I got just a recent periodical from National Geographic. The whole article was entitled "Cooling." from the beginning page to the last page and I read everything editorial whole nine yards from the beginning of the page to the end of the page was nothing more but a testament to the activity of creation it is probably largely propagated trying to lay if you will the trouble and the matter upon humanity with pollution and all these different things global warning and And the polar ice caps melting And all these different things that you can read of Uh, from my understanding whenever I did read there that the earth has been warming itself by 1.5 degrees Fahrenheit on average since the late 19th century. Every, every so often every year it would seem on average it's going up another 1.5 degrees and as a result of that we got we got the polar ice caps and and the Arctic that are melting and as a result of that the bears that inhabit that land their, their foraging aspects have got shorter and it's harder for them to find food and, and we don't have to spend much time here to look over just the past few years and there's hurricanes uh, that have been monstrous that's been beyond the charts and tornadoes in number in force that's been beyond the charts and earthquakes uh, all over the place and the weather patterns are erratic here there and everywhere there's heavy rain falling in places of dearth and in places that would otherwise be parched in dry landscapes there's heavy rain here and heavy rain there there's burning of the rainforest and the Amazon who would have ever thought a place that usually has so much rain would have a burning force from the heat amen that's going on there and they say well all the answer to this is we need wind power and solar power and we need renewable energy Get rid of the coal mines Uh, the water's warming up the climate's warming up it's affecting the crops we can't plant the way that we used to plant because there's only seasons for that there's got to be a particular temperature for that and the health of the trees are dying all of this is gone and they're saying man is to blame But I submit to you tonight what if what we're experiencing and what we're seeing that's uncanny and outside of the norm, nothing more but the travail and the groaning of the creation? What if, what if that the parched land getting rain is nothing more but creation? groaning for a hope of a day still yet to come. What if the wind blowing where it usually never blew is nothing more but the attention of the creation peering out on its tiptoes about something that is still yet to come because they're under corruption. They're in bondage and they're going to do a cycle of death but they're waiting for a promise. They're waiting for something that's on the cusp of the horizon to come forth. What if great rains in other places, drought in other places, fires where rain forces are, the melting of the polar caps? What if all of that is creation in travail? Some would say glory. believe it was last year. Anybody that was probably connected to social media uh, seen it. Much of it was a hoax but it it came across social media. They had little videos of these weird sounds that was taking place different places across the globe. Uh, Germany, the United States all over the place. Different little sounds that was taking place and the people on the video was like man I don't know what those sounds are and some people were saying well that's the sounds of the the apocalypse that's coming and and all these different things and they finally did some studies on those and most and I, I want to underscore the concept most of those little things was nothing more but a lie someone had manufactured it was artificial sounds that they had put in but there were some that weren't and according to the scientific research of those that weren't they said some of those they thought maybe they was coming from the heaven but in reality said there were natural causes for those that tidal waves in one place could cause some of those sounds in another that methane gas explosions in the atmosphere could have called that noise at another time that underground earthquakes shaking at a minimal amount that would not be able to be felt by the human man could have caused the sound and the delay of the ears of humanity just a little even the shifting of sand dunes are you listening to me said so could have caused some of those things because some of those these are people from the national oceanic and atmospheric Administration, NOAA, N-O-A-A, amen. They've studied this. They look at this. They said there's some things that we still don't understand. We don't understand why there seems to be a whistle across the Pacific Ocean. You can be out there and you hear a whistle, but it's not coming from anybody. It's just happening. So we don't understand how over in Britain there's a mysterious humming that's always taking place in Britain. We don't know where it's coming from. We don't know what it's connected to. We don't know about these skyquakes, they call them, these booms that happen every now and then, and we can't draw them to anything. I tell you tonight, I just got to feel into my spirit that creation creation, creation is groaning, creation is in travail, creation is waiting on the manifestation someone say glory they have an earnest expectation for this someone say amen They're doing this in concert. They're doing this together. They're groaning and travailing together. It's just not floods we're having. You understand that? It's just not tornadic activity. It's just not one of these isolated things. But it seems like every facet of creation are in concert. There's a travail and a groaning for the hope that lies just beyond. Someone say amen. Animate objects, inanimate objects, groaning. Creation, groaning. But this evening, as they are waiting, the apostle strikes a chord. He said, in our day, in his day, I don't know what was happening that was different from the Norman creation in his day. But evidently something enough that he said in his day, up till this moment, They've been doing this. And no doubt it has been magnified and amplified in our day. But he states, as they groan and travail in pain together until now, he says, and not only they. In other words he says up until this point of time I've been talking about rocks and trees And waters and winds And fruit trees and lions And animals and fish and salmon I've been talking about all of them But that should not be the only thing in travail That is not the only thing that's groaning That's not the only thing in anticipation Amen for that which is to come Not only they But ourselves also Who have received the first fruit Of his spirit because listen here there's never been a blade of grass that received the Holy Ghost there's never been an auction that spoke in tongues there's never been no water amen that clap per se and praise there's never been any of these other pieces of creation that had the spirit of God invested in them he didn't breathe no air into them he spoke them into existence but when he got Adam, that was made after his likeness and after his image he put his hands on it Somebody say yes. Yes. He put his hands on him. He spoke to him. He breathed the breath of life in him. And he became a living soul. I think what Paul was trying to relay to the early church is if creation is doing this, if the whole creation is doing this, if lines and all these different things are doing this, he says they need not do it alone. But those that have had the blood that's been shed for them, if those that have been renewed by a perfect spirit is living on this old earth, there should be no. Any creation that should be groaning anymore with any more travail than those that have received the first fruit of His Spirit. Someone say, Amen. Amen. Yeah. Uh-huh. He said they received the first fruit of the Spirit. The first fruit, Old Testament first fruit. They had their harvest, they had their feast, and they brought the first fruit unto the Lord. The first fruit was the earnest. The first fruit was the deposit. The first fruit was saying, here is the first portion of my harvest, which was just an indication there's going to be some more in the future. The first fruit was that which was given for now, but there's more coming from where that there's more coming from where that came from. When you understand as children of God, Amen, bear bearing the image and the likeness of the Father that when he gave you the Holy Ghost, that was just an initial installment for something that is yet. He didn't give that to a mountain. He didn't give that to an elm tree. He gave that to you. And that's just a little bit of what he has in store. So if anybody should be in labor pains, it should be the church. If anybody's... If anybody should be in travail, it should be the church. Someone say yes. Thank you, Jesus. So this is the first fruit. It's the first fruit of the spirit. And he says as a result of that, even so we ourselves groan. Yes. He says, even we, ourselves grown within ourselves. Why? Because we're waiting for the adoption to it, the redemption of the body. I received the Holy Ghost. I've been saved. I'm trying to daily keep saved. But there's still this old body that needs redeemed. And that's still over yonder. I'm still under a certain thumb of corruption. But I'm waiting for the corruptible to put on incorruptible. And so he says if creation is leaning forward and on their tiptoes, then not only they we should be leaning forward and on our tiptoes with the grand expectation of the hope. Yeah. 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 Someone say hallelujah! Yeah. I understand. I understand that the original Adam was made in the likeness in the image of God before sin. I understand that I understand because transgression that changed the dynamics of all that because whenever he had his son Seth the Bible says that Seth was made in the image and the likeness of his father Adam yeah so I understand that I understand then how creation he impacted by the fall of man was impacted likewise and so now we are born after this Adamic nature as sin being a part of our lives, I understand that. But we've had a privilege the rest of creation has not had, and that is the ability to be born again by the water and by the Spirit of God. You hear me. That everything that the first Adam undid, the last Adam redid someone say amen understand that man in his beginning by the first Adam I understand, I just contrast the first Adam and the last Adam here just a little bit. Whenever I understand the first Adam, the first Adam was made in the image of God. But the last Adam, Jesus Christ, was the image of the invisible God. The first Adam was made a living soul. But the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. The first Adam was of the earth, therefore earthly. But the last Adam was from heaven, and therefore heavenly. The first Adam was Lord over a limited domain. But the last Adam is the Lord of lords and the King of kings over all in all. The first Adam in Adam all died, but in the last Adam in Christ all are made alive. In the first Adam, he was the head of the old creation. But in the last Adam, he is the head of the new creation. In the the first Adam, he had a consequence by his disobedience. But in the last Adam, he had an act of a greater consequence through his obedience. 1 Corinthians 15 says, If we bear... The image of the earthly. We shall, if we receive the first fruit of his spirit, bear also the image of the heavenly. No rock, no water, no wind has that advantage afforded to them. Am I doing all right? Say amen. I'm going to get a drink. So if there is any portion or part of creation. Which it does encompass us, but Paul kind of sets us aside because of the gift that we have. Or can. Paul is laying down some strategic lines here that if any of creation should have an amplified groan. That should be more eager with anticipation than any other. It should be those of us that have the first installment of the hope that is to come. Because that first installment has what already made you and I more like Him than we were when we were in our fallen state. Someone say amen. And so we're awaiting for the completion of redemption, even of our body. Someone say amen. Look at this. Look at this. The Bible speaks in New Testament Scripture. The Bible speaks in New Testament Scripture. Jesus makes his journey into Jerusalem, riding upon a coat. Told those boys to go get it if the master says what need you have tell them that the master has need of it that's all you need to know they went and got it there's people before him there's people behind him there's people recognizing this, this one that perhaps he's the one that's going to bring the kingdom back to Israel perhaps we won't be under Roman rule anymore they're thinking perhaps this is a portion and a particle of the promise that's coming to pass and the Bible says as they, he's being led into the city there there's people all around with their, their palm branches and some of them with their garments has taken them off and strewn them in front of him and putting them the beast so he to ride upon and they're crying saying blessed Hosanna Hosanna blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord and there's all of this ruckus entrance of the master and them recognizing that perhaps he's the king that's going to turn all things amen into fruition for their day and so if you will humanity was in a stage of groan as Jesus entered in on the coat they're travailing because they think all oh, this thing is, is going to happen. They even ask before Christ ascends, amen, later before he ascends after his resurrection, they say, Lord, is this the time that you're going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He says, not for you to know the times or the seasons. He would do that in a time in the future, but he says not, but they, were, they had this expectation. They were on their tiptoes in Expectation. I mean they would went through 400 years if you will of not hearing anything as it were from God no voice from heaven, no angel and now we have the man of God in the flesh walking among them they are crying out they are in travail groaning listen to me and while they're doing this there's some scribes and Pharisees they said listen here teacher rabbi you need to tell your disciples to hold their peace And what was his response to them? If these should hold their peace, he said, the stones, inanimate objects that are part of my creation are going to groan, are going to travail. I'm not preaching against us, but I'm preaching for us. There's people that's baffled. There's scientists that are baffled. Meteorologists and even some sitting here, and I include myself sometimes, have been baffled by all the particular things happening in creation. But I wonder if creation has yielded its voice because those that have the ability of having the spirit have not yielded their voice to an application. As God said, if they don't groan, if they don't travail, i have creation groaning. But here's what happens when creation groans, it doesn't, just get, it doesn't just get the attention of the church, it gets the attention of the world. But likewise, if those that receive the first fruits of the Spirit groan, it doesn't just get the attention of the church, it gets the attention of the world. One way or another, God's going to get everybody's attention. says if they don't they will and yet he said in Romans if they are not only they we also now that was what they perceived to be an answer but we're looking toward a blessed hope that when it happens it's going to be the ultimate culmination of all things as confidently as I can say they had a sneaking suspicion I have without a shadow of a doubt I can't say I stood in my yard and I've heard some of the sounds these people's heard But if you ever do, you need to turn right back to Romans eight. And say creation's groaning. You hear that? In all regions of the world, people becomes a major topic of talk because creation is travail. I would much rather than being able to look up on YouTube, Brother Zach, about weird sounds across uh, the country and find videos concerning that. That it says weird sounds coming from the churches of America and Germany and Belgium and China and the Philippines and here and there. What's going on? His people's groaning. His people's in travail for something just a little over the horizon, for a hope that's just in... Someone say, Hallelujah. Watch. I'm, I'm doing all right. Everybody say, God is going to get their attention. Listen, or, or I should say, either. He's going to use me or he'll use the rest of creation. He's going to get their attention. Listen to me. Old Testament records the story in the book of Numbers that there was a man by the name of Balaam that they sought out the cursings against the Lord. They got him The Lord instructed him concerning what he should do. The last word that was given to Balaam, before he left with his donkey, was, "You don't really need to do this, because the Bible even says the Lord became angry with Balaam because he didn't hearken." Listen to me. God had not got the attention of a man just through his spoken word. He's on his donkey. He's endeavoring to go. Bible says that an angel of the Lord came down and stood in front of him. Balaam attention was not arrested by this angelic visitation. Nor does it even say that he he saw it, that he perceived it. But the donkey did. It gets out of the way so that Balaam's life is not taken. Balaam goes down another path. Balaam, by the way, strikes the donkey. Getting a little frustrated with the donkey, and it's what he thinks is a little idiosyncrasy, but what he's really trying to do is try to keep this man here losing his life. He goes down another path. Angel of the Lord shows up again. Humanity, his attention wasn't gotten by that, but the creature was. Again, dodged it. Balaam's whipping on the donkey. What in the world is your problem, you foolish donkey? Third time this happened. Angelic visitation. Balaam's attention was not gotten, but the other creation was. Third time, avoided what happened. Hey, man, he just went all out on this donkey. Man, kicking the donkey, I mean, just hitting this donkey, just doing everything under the sun. And the Bible says that the Lord opened the donkey's mouth. and said sir these past three times can I, can I paraphrase tonight these last three times God's been trying to get your attention uh-huh. these past three times God's been trying to get your attention and every time I've seen the angel of the Lord every time I've seen the handiwork of God and I've avoided it now look what the donkey says watch me now he says have I not been your donkey all these years Listen to me. Have I not been your donkeys all these years? Well, yeah, you've been my donkey. He says, have I ever acted just like I've been acting? He says, nay, never. That's a good indication. When you see creation acting like creation is never acting. Creation is trying to respond to God and get the attention of humanity to do Said, how many years have you lived on the earth? Have you seen anything like you're seeing right now? With fear not God's trying to get everybody's attention and he's using his creation. It's groaning, it's travailing, and it need not do it by itself. Positions come. <laughs> stand with me. Stand with me. Stand with me. Just <laughs> creation's groaning. so those that have been receivers of the first fruits of the spirit so we need to not let that go alone by itself there needs to be some groaning yes, sir, it does. if you skip down a little further he says listen here that spirit that you receive when it know not what it ought to play the spirit will make intercessions for you with yes, groaning sir. Yes, sir. that yes, uh, yeah, yeah. cannot even be yeah. it's time for some good old fashioned spirit filled people that lay up in a corner in a fetal position that just has a Oh God yeah. there's no necessarily English verbiage that's going on with your uh oh, oh, eh you know what that is, that's the travail that's the groaning of his church that's the travail, the groaning of the spirit, that's joining the groaning and the travail of the world that says there's a hope just over the horizon the manifestation of the sons of God, it's just about coming to fruition We need to get leaning forward and on our tiptoes in the spirit. We need to get leaning forward and on our tiptoes in the spirit for the earnest expectation. Waiting. Waiting. Not suffering with all this exterior things that have been imposed on us on us, but suffering with the anticipation of about what's ready to happen in the world and in the spirit. Don't keep silent. Because when you do, there'll be an earthquake of magnitude like we've never seen happen. Yes. Don't keep silent. Because when you do, the parched and, and cracked ground is going to receive water beyond its ability to absorb. Don't keep silent. Because when you do, the polar caps are going to be non existent and the bears are going to die. Because creation's trying to tell us we've got God's attention and He's trying to get everybody else's attention. I guarantee you this. Until the culmination of all things, they'll continue writing about it. It'll become more so in our our newscast, and it'll become an issue that politicians talk about, and there'll be another periodical in Time and National Geographic magazine about what's happening with creation. But let there be just a continuation of the book of Acts Church, where they turn the world upside down and they're saying, What's happening with these men and these with these women? What's happening around the church? Groaning. They're longing. There's expectation. They're on their tiptoes. Creation, do your thing. But not only they. Everybody, say it with me. Not, not only, only they. they. Point to yourself. But me too. <sighs> I bow our hands across this place please. Oh come on church let's just begin praying right here. Hallelujah, Hallelujah 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 hallelujah. Oh Lord, we bore Lord the image of the corruptible. We need to bear the image of the incorruptible. God of the mortal, we want to bear the image of the immortal. But God, there's pains right now. There needs to be pains upon the church in this generation. There needs to be pains upon the church in this hour with expectation, anticipation. Lord, for the birthing of all things that you have promised and you have purposed. God, for this generation and even generations, God, of time and yonder past, I pray, oh God, help us to be eager. Help us, Lord, to pay attention to the spirit of the master. God, I want you to have my attention. I want you to have my undivided attention. I want to be attentive unto the Lord. God, I don't want anything else of creation. God that's not had Lord the advantage of being born again of the water and the spirit in all of creation I don't want them to be more attentive than one that has your spirit living inside of me I don't want them to be more sensitive than I am when I got your spirit (laughs) prepare a song these altars are open tonight somebody needs to come forward tonight with the spirit not only they thank you for listening